The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today we've got a special SEO education episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friends Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton, who are the co-founders of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale organic search traffic and educate their organizations. Jordan and Tyson are experts in all things enterprise SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite them to Take the mic and share their knowledge with your loyal listeners. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's an SEO education episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Previsible. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for joining us. My name's Tyson, and I am joined here with Jordan Cooney, and we are continuing SEO Education Week around content, and this is content strategy. So Jordan, what's going on? How are you doing today? Hey, hey, Tyson. I almost said Ben there. Again, this is our second week of doing this, so you got to stop those Freudian slips. I know, second week. The Freudian slips cannot. And then this is our second time recording. So this is <laughs> not good. I got I to gotta get Ben out of my mind and I got to get him out. But yeah, I'm excited about today, actually. We're going to go into the content strategy piece. And I think we've got some nuggets of gold here for our listeners. And, and in particular, I think we've got really a, a clear set of tools that can be used and then process that really helps enable the strategy piece and the, and the, the critical components to uh, supporting a business in terms of scaling scaling content and managing content. Let's dive right in. So for me, when I'm thinking about content strategy, I think one really important thing to start with is to think more broadly about content. 
and to not just think of content in just like written editorial, but thinking content more broadly. And so like maybe to start us off, what advice would you give in thinking about different types of content for um, SEO owners or project owners in embarking on content initiatives? One of the components that's so important is defining content types, right? And it's really funny. Content types are... There's so many that are often overlooked. And websites have tons and tons of different content. I, as an SEO, I always get hung up on like the big ones, right? Oh, I must optimize blog posts. I must optimize product description. I am good SEO. That's not always the content, right? Like one of the crazy things is, especially with the recent title and heading changes that Google has made in terms of how they're displaying that in the, in the meta title now within the SERP, is heading optimization has never been more important. And going back and revisiting that, that is a content type. That is a type you own, headings across your pages, right? There are other really critical content assets that exist throughout a site, like how you allow users to engage with different assets on a page and the structure or the the headings that are given to those experiences and those elements. A lot of these elements on, on your site are programmatic. Right? There's an engineer that's defined the rules of how something's going to show up on your pages, but there's a piece of content that's a part of that. The whole point of me giving you that narrative is that defining your content types is the first step. If you're an SEO at an agency, or if you're an SEO that's in-house, and you have not defined that full list of what content you have available, to the extent of even defining how different headings are used or subsections on your site, not just the blog posts and the product descriptions, going well beyond that, you don't know what you have, right? And so how can you really define a strategy until you know what you have? And that's why content types is such an important conversation because so many of us, including the content writers, we get really hung up on distribution. Like, where is this going to be? Is this going to be on TikTok? Where is this going to go? And that's just not that's just not really useful. It's not useful effort. <laughs> we, we we know we know your affection and TikTok here. But I think like I have no TikTok <laughs> account for the record. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Fair enough. But I think like for me, like one key piece in that identification of content type is then also aligning to like objective of the content. And too often we default into like just written copy or editorial. But it's like you have video, you have audio, you have like even like structured data in the sense of like, all right, well, this is going to be content that's geared at showing up in different kind of SERP features. And like with each piece of those content types, you're going to have different objectives that you're trying to achieve with it. And I think even in like some of those conversations and we've been in debates with like SEOs, even where we're talking about like, and I've heard SEOs be like, "Ah, I don't really want to show up in like position zero because it's not going to result in a click. And so it's like, okay, we can debate whether or not, for the record, I'd say, yeah, you do want to show up on that. But like for that, that increases like a way of having an objective. And you can think of content types also more broadly in the sense of like, well, maybe we want to build tools or we want to build builders that are going to then like kind of facilitate interaction with your web page that maybe traditional kind of featured snippet content, maybe not. So I think like that identification, what content types you have access to, and then what's the objective behind those is going to ultimately guide you in this like strategy that you can create from it. So moving beyond that, 
Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What other steps would you have for kind of like building, creating the building blocks to create a content strategy? The next really fundamental component, once you've taken stock, right? You have the inventory. This is what we got. This is what we don't got, right? And really, know, first it starts with the types, to your point, right? To what we were just discussing. But then the next component is taking that kind of like inventory assessment of what you have. The next component is, is like this content gap analysis. This is such a, an important part of your strategy, which is identifying really clearly where you currently stand and where the market stands. One of the funny things I love to channelize is like, you know, everybody loves talking about building a blog. Everybody wants to build a blog. Why? I have no idea. It's always a head scratcher to me. But why everybody wants to build a blog? I don't know. But the first thing I like to do is like say, hey, these are the blogs that are performing really well for our topics. Right. My favorite is like everyone wants to create an, an auto blog, right? Like I'm, I'm the next car car marketplace, right? I'm, I'm admins or auto trader or whatever. And I'm trying to build automotive content. Well, if you look at any real automotive resource that publishes content, they are publishing so much content every single day. It's crazy. And when you take this content gap analysis, it's not just a gap analysis in terms of how much traffic it gets or where these pages rank. That's what we think about in SEO. But what about, what about bandwidth, volume, how many posts are being created, how many pages that are being generated on a weekly, daily, monthly basis? Taking stock in a gap analysis is not just going into SEMrush and looking at what keywords the page ranks for. That just tells you what the page has done in terms of performance. But when you look at an asset and you look at a, a content type, what's the frequency? What's the velocity? That's a really important factor as much as anything else. Yeah, I think from my perspective, one of the common pitfalls that I see when people do content gap analysis is they're too hyper-focused on the core competitors. And they align themselves or compare themselves just to the direct competitors and seeing like, okay, where do my competitors exist? Where am I not? But really, I think 
you need to take a step away and look at the entire relevant keyword portfolio and then identify who's showing up in that. Because when you're thinking about content, you're not thinking about just your direct competitors and what blogs maybe my other retail counterparts that I'm competing against are showing up for. But I'm also showing up against like media publisher sites. I'm also showing up against mom and pop blogs. I'm showing up against a variety of different websites. And so thinking and doing the content gap analysis based morally around topics versus direct competitors, I think will ultimately give you more options and able to identify key topics and areas of opportunity more than you would by just looking at your direct competitors. Because even though it may not be a direct competitor from a business stance, you're still showing up or competing against them from an SEO or search perspective. And so I think that's a real piece is breaking that domain bias that so many of us kind of like default to because it is kind of a more of a comfort zone and it's a little bit of an easier process. But I think if you can move away from that, ultimately the results are that much richer. All right, so final piece, what's the last thing that you want to do when you're kind of defining your content strategy? Once you've kind of gone through the types, you've taken stock of your inventory, you've done analysis in the market, content or content gap analysis, competitive analysis. The next key component is setting your objectives. What is it that I want to achieve by creating this content? And the crazy thing is that in a lot of organizations, large and small, the thought about setting objectives is an afterthought. Because there's already been all this like energy or momentum given to the fact that I want to create a blog. I just want to really create a blog. But what's the blog going to do? What's its purpose? Am I going to get traffic from this thing? Am I going to just... Am I just trying to like educate the market? That's a crazy thing. Like Tyson, we've worked with a lot of B2B businesses that are selling really unique and differentiated solutions in the market. And a blog's a great tool, not necessarily for SEO traffic, but to teach people what it is you do because it is kind of confusing and different and unknown to the common person who visits your website. And so that's the thing, like setting objectives, in many cases, the SEO is a voice in the room, but I encourage SEOs to sometimes think beyond your core function of just thinking about rankings and traffic and links and think about how content might impact users. The user journey might impact the funnel, might impact a brand awareness. And although these are difficult things to measure, they are often more critical to setting objectives than the SEO KPIs. Yeah, I think I think that's a really key element. And also it kind of ties back to where we ended yesterday on setting the expectations is because for different pillars within your content strategy, you can have different business objectives. You can have some that are more geared towards that bottom of the funnel, like transactional purpose. But then you can have some that are more brand awareness that are feeding into remarketing ads or building kind of like user lists. And so I think if you're only looking at that lagging KPI of like conversions, regardless of the industry, that's only going to be one kind of like vein of content. And I think by adding and thinking of this more broadly and then setting those expectations of, hey, this is the business objective, whether it's brand awareness, whether it's transactions, conversions, doesn't matter. But thinking of it and then aligning that and then you're already kind of tying into the expectations for management. 
So that wraps up this episode on the SEO education, those content strategy. Join us tomorrow as we dive into content planning. Thanks for joining us and see you guys tomorrow. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton, our SEO education guest hosts. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan and Tyson, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Jordan's handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And Tyson's handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E v-i-s-i-b-l-e dot i-o and a special thanks to previsible for sponsoring this podcast if you're looking for support with all of your seo needs previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you they draw on a collective 40 years of seo and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet... And you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 